is Brooke, and you're listening to the Vintage Gardener Podcast, which is where I give you tips and tricks on gardening, particularly if you're like me and you garden in southern New Jersey, which is zone 7A. So guys, I know it's been a couple weeks since I've done, done an episode, but I'm going to do a massive one today just to make up for it. Um, I do, I think I probably have enough for one or two more episodes and then I think we'll kind of be, I think we should be, have gone through everything. I'm looking at the stack of my gardening journal and looking at all the pages that I filled out. So, uh, I don't know if I'm going to do that next year. Do it. I think I may start doing it on the computer simply because, man, it's a lot of paper that I'm, uh, <laughs> that I'm printing out. And I think this stack is only going to get larger. Okay guys, so first up, let's start with some Shasta daisies. Uh, So last year I did a couple of types. Uh, The first type is Silver Princess. This one is a shorter variety. It only gets 12 to 18 inches tall. It, I did early winter sowing. It was either January, February. It was very successful. It did not flower its first year, but I have seen it outside. And it's still green, surprisingly. And so I think it's gonna really shut out this year. It's been putting on a lot of the, the base of the plant, where the leaves are. It, that mass has gotten substantially larger, so I think we're gonna be in good shape for um, this coming year. So the next type of Shasta daisy is called Alaska. Now this one is a taller variety. It gets 30 inches tall. Um, it, this one, it's, I mean, both Shasta daisies are just an easy, fuss-free plant. You know, they don't require a lot of fertilization. You have to deadhead them to keep them blooming. Uh, this is one of these things that, uh, with this one, the tall variety, I would plant like 18 inches apart. The shorter variety could probably space maybe a foot apart. Um, my note was that it did well with winter sowing, and it did not bloom the first year. Then let's talk about Love in a Mist. I did two types. I did Rose Jewel, and I also did... Uh, one of the blue ones I had last year. Um, The mature size is about 12 inches. I did winter sowing. I did like an early winter sowing and they they came up, they seeded. As a matter of fact, the the ones I put in the pink section, I didn't collect the seeds, so I think they dropped. Well, actually I know they dropped because some of them already started coming up in the fall. Now, this is one of those ones you can definitely plant it in early spring. Um, As a matter of fact, you know what? I looked in the promenade bed and I saw one of the blue ones already is like three inches tall already. So we'll see if that lasts. I mean, we've been getting freezing temperatures at night, you know, into the teens and it's still kicking. Um, Love in a Mist is one of the cool flowers from Lisa Mason Ziegler's book. And so my understanding is that if you do a late seed start, like a, you know, late summer and plant them in the fall and give them winter protection, like some leaves or whatnot, that they will overwinter. And so that seems to be what's happening. So I'm really interested to see what's going to happen this year when they, when spring comes, because my understanding is that for people who use them as cut flowers, that they like doing the, um, the cool flower sowing in fall because the plant is taller. So, and that certainly makes sense because obviously it has much longer to develop a root system. So I will keep you guys posted on how that one turns out. Uh, then I did some p- pincushion flower, also known as scabiosa. So I did the black knight variety. Uh, this one is like a deep maroon. It gets between 18 to 24 inches tall. I planted it out kind of late. This is definitely one that you can plant out early. I think I did like a February or March winter sowing and it was quite successful. Um, I got late blooms to the due to the late 
um, like planting and I noted that it had sturdy stems for like cutting flowers for arrangement. Uh, so this is one of those ones I don't know if I have any seeds, but if I do, I'm gonna make sure that once it starts sprouting, I get it in the ground as soon as the soil can be worked. So if, even if it's freezing temperatures, it handled it like a champ. Uh, then I did some more of the Isaac House Blend pincushion flowers. Now this one is a perennial. Now, interestingly enough, the, 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 <laughs> the instructions on this one said that this one gets 24 inches tall. Well, I planted this one plant in the um, the promenade bed in 2020, and it got 24 inches tall the first year. Last year, it was one of the white ones. It got four feet tall, and it and it was so wide. It was like two and a half to three feet wide. It was like a shrub, um, and it seeded everywhere. So I'm going to be ripping up little seedlings, and I'll just put them, you know, in other places in the promenade bed. Um, so I didn't really have to fertilize it this that much. Um, I don't even know if I fertilized it the second year. I I planted it. Let's see, in 2020, I think with a late winter late winter sowing, and it was fine. I did collect some of the seeds from 2020 and started it in. When, I'm trying to remember when I started this. I definitely winter sowed it, but I can't remember what what month I started it. I may have started it a little bit earlier. You know, I gathered seeds, so I'm not really sure if they were 100% dry. So I would say that my germination rate was 75%, but still I got a lot. Um, I did um, I did put some in the purple section. And one thing I noted is that they don't seem to die back all the way in winter. And I noticed that from 2020 into 2021, and even now when I walk out into the purple section where I've planted them, I do see some that are still green. So which is fine because that means that it's still growing you know i mean the root system is really active so i have a feeling that whatever i put in the purple section it's going to be pretty massive this year because that's what happened to the one that was in the promenade bed okay bells of ireland uh, so this is a green flower um it is a hardy annual though i i've seen some sites listed as half hardy uh, the mature size is supposed to be 18 to 28 inches now, I got maybe one sprout in 2020 when I tried doing a late winter sowing in the cold frame, but in 2021, I did an early winter sowing. It was successful. I got a lot, I got a lot of seedlings. This is one of those types of things you definitely have to overseed the cups because it has a really low germination rate. I wanna say that one of the packets I saw, and this seems to be the general consensus, this is like a 57% germination rate so you definitely have to th sew it thickly um i left it in the containers too long and so the growth was stunted but this is one of those ones it can handle freezing temperatures very very well and you so as soon as the soil can be worked i'm going to definitely plant it out this year um hardy excuse me bells of ireland is also one of the plants that was featured in lisa mason ziggler's book as being a cool flower so if you can sprout it in fall you can overwinter it with like frost cloth and it will come up the next year and it should be taller than it ordinarily would be if you started it in the same season so definitely one i'm going to grow again this year uh then i did a green wizard black eyed susan so this is a root beckia uh, the mature size gets up to 36 inches this is a green flower it's got a green flower with a black cone from what i remember 
And so I did the typical watering, fertilizing. I winter sowed it in March. Um, it didn't flower its first year, but it has put on a lot of green, green growth at the base. And I, if I remember correctly, when I went outside earlier, the, it didn't die back in the winter, which is good because that means that it's probably really going to take off in spring and it's probably going to be pretty spectacular. Uh, Black Eyed Susans, from what I remember, are a short-term perennial. So this is one of those ones that probably every other year I'm going to need to start seeds just to make sure that um, I have some because uh, I think the plants really only last between three to five years. But you know what? We'll see because Green, um, green Wizard Root Becky is not something that people sell in the store. So I really don't know how it's going to do. Okay, then I did some straw flower. I did the king size golden. Uh, this is considered to be a tender perennial. We shall see. One thing I can tell you about it, it is that it's a vigorous self-seeder. It was throwing seeds out that were setting in the in the walkways last year. So just keep that in mind. Now, according to the instructions, it's only supposed to get like two feet. Mine got four feet tall. They definitely need support because they will fall over. Um, I did winter sow these in March in a greenhouse. I had a high germination rate. It was really great. Um, so whatever you think you need of the straw flowers, definitely plant less because it's going to self-sow. I have some, I have like a white with blush at the tips I'm going to try this year. So I'm only going to do a few of those. Uh, but it's a great cut flower. Um, it dries very well um, with a straw flower. It feels like straw and that's pretty much how it um, dries, doesn't lose color. It's great for like arrangements, uh, for dried flower arrangements. And next year I'm planning to use it when I do a botanical Christmas tree. Okay, so then there's Lysianthus. Last year I did two different types of Lysianthus. I did Voyage to Light Apricot and Echo Champagne. They're not winter hardy, okay, and I winter, I tried, let's see, the Voyage to Light Apricot in, in, um, did I try them in 2020? No, I don't think I tried them in 2020. Okay, so I did try them in 2021, winter sewing. The Voyage to Light Apricot, I did not get any results. These seeds were old and they were uh, pelleted. And I think when they're pelleted, they don't last as long. Okay, um, but with the Echo Champagne, I actually did get some sprouts, but they kind of stalled. I th but with Lysianthus, from what I can see, they're kind of more into like cool weather. And I think the cups got a little too hot. So I'm trying them this year on the seeding mat and I do have sprouts. So that was probably a good choice for me. But I, one of these days I may try winter sowing it. And what I think I'll do the next time is if I winter sow it, is that when I see sprouts, just take the lids off and just, and just let it go. Cause it'll probably be happier. Okay. And so then I did some marshmallow. Uh, this is an herb. So I did a early winter sowing with old seeds. So I got like 50% germination rate, germination rate. Um, we got early heat wave and that's what killed it before I could get in, into the ground. So I was very upset about that. Um, you know, guys, I don't know if I talked about it before and if I didn't, I'm just going to say it now. I also did some hibiscus from seed via winter sowing, which worked really well. I did use old seed and so I didn't get the greatest germination, but I ended up with four. Uh, plants from the 10 that I planted. I think I did mention that in another episode, so I repeated it, but that was definitely successful. 
Uh, the last, one of the last things I tried was nasturtium. And with the nasturtium, I did the cherry rose. Now on the packet, it says that this is supposed to be like 12 by 12. Okay, that was, and it also says that it's drop tolerant. Nasturtiums are not drought tolerant. They need consistent water, kind of like the way impatiens do. Um, it do, does attract aphids, so you gotta be careful of that. It is an edible herb. Um, I spaced it 12 inches apart, but I gotta be honest with you, I should have spaced it a lot wider, like 36 inches apart. Uh, this was a March winter sowing. It was quite successful in the cold frame. It grows massive. It really grew massive. It's supposed to be a mounding type, but it was more like trailing. You know, I'm beginning to think the real difference between a trailing nasturtium and a mounting nasturtium is really just the amount of water. They got so massive last year that I actually cut them back like almost all the way to in maybe it was it was a June or July because it was starting to take over the walkway. And it's a good thing I did because by the end of the season, the nasturtium, I think there was maybe a couple inches left across the walkway, like, and I planted them on the edge. So, you know, they grew out of the bed and across like a three foot walkway. So if I had not cut them back, I don't know how far they would have gone. So it's one of those things to just, you know, wherever you put them, just make sure you have enough space. Um, it did like smother the germander in that area. So I think if I grow it again, I'm definitely gonna keep it in a container so it doesn't take over. But it was super easy to grow um, and the blooms were beautiful. I haven't tried it as an edible, but that's one of those things that I'm looking to do now. I do have a lot more seeds of other varieties, but I gotta think a little bit about how I'm going to use them in the garden, seeing that they can, um, can take over. So anyway, guys, that's it for the episode today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, for those of you guys who are only following me on my podcast, I am doing a YouTube series on uh, winter sewing. It's a winter sewing grow along. So a lot of people are joining. So if you guys would like to jump over there and see what I'm starting, how I start it, and what, you know, what, you know, equipment and supplies you need, um, Everyone seems to be having fun and, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody's pictures of what they're doing in the garden. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I will try to do another episode next week on some of the other flowers that I have. And then I'm probably going to do, start doing episodes on the seeds that I am planting for the coming growing season. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next podcast. Mm -hmm.